So good morning to all of you. And are we connected? Yep, there are the waves. Thank you so much. What a delightful thing. It is a delight for me to feel this connection to you. And I think uh, two years ago, I would not have thought, I would not have imagined that there was a rich world of relationships through Zoom this way. But it turns out that you can have it. And I feel, I don't know, I feel very warm, heart warmed being part of this and participating with you. Thank you. So today, <clears throat> the instructions are about mindfulness of emotions. And as I said yesterday, that <clears throat> being my knowing how to be mindful of breathing supports being present for your body. Being present for your body supports knowing how to be with emotions in a wise way. And I wanna start by saying that um, for the purposes of meditation, within meditation, it's kind of a unique laboratory for discovering our lives and finding our way with our life, that in meditation, there is no emotion which is unacceptable, that's wrong. It's just that whatever it might be, it's the emotion that we are mindful of. It's not the emotion we participate in or indulge in or celebrate or run away from, close down to, but rather every emotion has, it's allowed to be there. It's one of the few, thing, few times in human life, I think, where it's possible to have such a broad accepting, broad allowing attitude to our emotional life in, at work or in family or certain relationships. You know, it makes sense to be a little bit careful with your emotions sometimes spilling over or spilling out. And, you know, sometimes it's troublesome for people to know that, you know, how angry you are with them, your boss maybe, or. You know, it's probably not the best person to be angry with, or, or maybe you feel really attracted to someone. And, uh, you know, I think that's better not coming out in public. That's you can, that's because only you need to know that. But in meditation, there's, you, you, you're allowed for the energies of emotions, the presence of emotions to be there. But we're looking to let it be there in a particular way. And that is this way of not participating, not feeding it, not being for or against it, not being ashamed or proud for it, but somehow just letting it be. And the reference point for letting it be that I'd like to suggest today, it's a beautiful sky, clear blue sky and fairly high up in the atmosphere, there's a hawk that's soaring or flying by. And you just watch it. You don't interfere with it. You're not for or against it. You don't feed it. You don't try to shoot it down. You just let the, you just let the bird just fly by. In that kind of gaze, that kind of way, we can be with our emotions. It's more complicated though, because it's not exactly far away in the sky, it's in our own bodies. 
is more introductory to this idea of mindfulness of emotions. Imagine that you have a grand piano that's really perfectly tuned. And people pass your piano and some people come and they just put their finger on one key and make one sound. And if someone puts, taps the key, it makes a nice sound because it's perfectly tuned, but the, the, the strings vibrate. Some people are pianists and they play a little piece. And the piano is not, wasn't planning on having music coming out of it. The, the piano is not trying to get the person to stop. The piano is just vibrating with the little hammers that hit, this, hit the string. Sometimes the kids in the house come over and that's a little bit of a cacophony. But the piano is not, doesn't mind. Piano doesn't know the difference, doesn't accept that sound just as well as it does the pianist. So we have all these strings inside of ourselves and things happen in life that strike those strings and they vibrate. Some of the things outside around the world, some, some wonderful thing happens to you, just a delight and you feel the string of joy vibrates. You didn't even want it to vibrate, but it, it, it was this beautiful thing that you saw and it just inspired you. You see something painful in the world and sorrow vibrates in response. You weren't planning to be sorrowful, but if that string is vibrated, that's what happens. And um, some of the things that vibrate those strings are things that go on inside of ourselves. So if I think about my high school girlfriend, it might vibrate the strings of anger. How could she have, that wasn't right. How she ended the relationship or something. And, uh, and so it's my thoughts, my ideas. I don't even remember her name. <laughs> I, she probably doesn't remember me, but I still remember what she did. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the little vibration, it vibrates. So, so my thought is, the, is what strikes the string. So what I'm trying to say with this analogy is that once an emotion arises, for whatever the reason, whatever struck the string, when a string is vibrating, that's just what strings do. Once an emotion has arisen for you, for whatever the causes and conditions for it, something's gonna vibrate inside of you. That's what it does. Sometimes what happens is that, you know, I'm having these anger vibrations, notes that are ringing about my high school girlfriend. And then, <clears throat> so, and then I remember the time she stood me up. And then I remember the time she said that mean thing. And how could she have, and I can't, you know, and I'm telling myself stories. Each time I do that, I'm, I'm striking the string over and over and over again, and it keeps ringing. 
if I left it alone without the story, the ringing would eventually just fade away. That's what strings do, just fades away. But we have this habit of getting involved. And um, if I don't like the sound of the string, and so I get a little hammer and hit it, stop that. <laughs> it's just gonna ring more, right? Stop it, and more it springs, the more I hit my little hammer. So this idea of allowing your emotions be in this radical way that's possible in meditation, on one hand, it's a way of learning how not to keep hitting those strings. But more importantly, it's learning how to be free in the midst of our emotional life. An emotional life you're allowed to have, but there can be freedom in relationship to it. Whether it's a positive emotion or a negative emotion, the idea is to discover our freedom within it. The difficult emotions, what's called the afflictive emotions, tend to fade away when we don't feed it or don't strike those strings. And this analogy of the piano doesn't work so well for the positive ones, but the positive ones tend to uh, grow and radiate out. Maybe it's like they lifted up the lid of the grand piano and now the notes travel much further, richer. So when we have freedom, the good, the positive emotions have more room to resonate and spread and uh, the strings will ring longer with those. So to sit with emotions and learn how to be mindful of them. And some of you know the acronym called RAIN. I would like to offer a different acronym and then do a little exercise and then we can sit. And the acronym is RAFT, R-A-F-T. And RAFT stands for recognize, allow, feel, and tease apart. So recognize is simply to recognize what's there. The recognition sometimes is half of mindfulness. Once you clearly recognize what's happening, then there's opportunity to just step back and see it, observe it. Without recognizing it, sometimes we're too easily entangled or, or not present for it. Powerful to recognize an emotion. The second is to allow to make room for it. Like give it permission to be there. Let the string ring. If it's ringing anyway, let it, let it vibrate for however long it wants to vibrate. Don't interrupt, don't interfere with the vibration. Allow it to be there as if it's never had a chance to be in the sun it's always been indoors or in the closet. You finally, your emotions have a chance to be in the sun of awareness. To be aware, to be allowing and aware. To be allowing without awareness could be dangerous. But to allow with awareness that can hold it or in which it can exist 
that is uh, a way forward. And part of that being aware is to feel the emotion. It's very significant to let your, to feel the body's experience of the emotion. Where we get in trouble with emotions is uh, when we get involved conceptually, intellectually, mentally with the emotions, with stories, justifications, condemnations, all of these kinds of complicated ways in which we have beliefs about emotions, what should and shouldn't be, what's okay and not okay to have. The body doesn't have any of those beliefs. And a big part of what an emotion is, is the bodily manifestation of it, bodily expression of it. And when you allow yourself to feel it in your body, that's, what that's why mindfulness of the body is so useful. It can be a way to free yourself from the story-making mind, the judging mind, but, but also what it does, it's kind of like awareness of the body gives a room for the embodied side of the emotion to do what it needs to do. Maybe what it needs to do is to ring more, to vibrate more, become stronger. Maybe anger needs to be rage before it dissipates. Maybe it needs to, um, maybe just what it want, most wants to do because it's a, the emotion involves tension, some kind. If it's left alone, it just wants to relax and be, just kind of dissipate. But so it, whatever the emotion wants to do, whatever direction it has to go, we allow it to do so, but aided by feeling it in the body, keep dropping down. And I, I call this sometimes composting emotions in the body. Feel, so if you pulled into your thoughts around you, my high school girlfriend, just take the feelings and the thoughts and put them back in the body. Feel where in the body what's activated and then practice mindfulness of the body in that area. And then finally, there's T of raft, teasing apart. And teasing apart means, could mean many things, but I want to emphasize here is distinguishing the story, beliefs, judgments from the emotion itself. If I look up at that bird that's flying overhead and I say, you know, that bird is flying at the wrong elevation. I think it's flapping its wings too much. It would be better if it didn't flap as much. What's wrong with that bird up there? I mean, the bird doesn't hear that, doesn't know I'm having those thoughts. It has no influence in the bird. There's no purpose for me having those thoughts. So if I could tease apart the experience of seeing the bird versus having those thoughts about the bird, I'd probably enjoy looking at the bird more. So teasing apart carefully the stories, the beliefs, the judgments you have from the emotion in and of itself, from the ringing of the piano string. So you might, if you want to go, you know, if you want something a little bit systematic, the strong emotion, systematic process to go through, you can do this, go through these steps in a slow, relaxed way. R-A-F-T. But now I'm going to take you on a little uh, guided uh, 
meditation on emotions. That's gonna start with the exercise we did yesterday with the hand and but use it for a different purpose. So assuming meditation posture, 